As an adult, have you ever looked at old pictures or maybe drove through your old neighborhood and just been like, I remember this way different. I remember my backyard being huge. I remember that fence being over there and it's just different. Normal, right? Well, some people think that means there's a parallel universe and people are coming back and messing with your memories and they're idiots, but this is the Mandela effect. Let's go into it. Mandela effect. Deep dive. Let's dive in. Let's talk about it. Anything and everything. Let's discuss this calmly and rationally. Come on in here. Let's talk about it. Wait, wait, wait. Let's discuss this. All right. That wasn't my best intro at all, probably. But I also, I just found out I don't like blue moons. But then when I looked at the bottle literally a second ago, when you guys saw me look at the bottle, I realized this is a Belgian white. So maybe, maybe that's why. But I don't think I like blue moons. I used to like blue moons a lot. Besides the point, really. Not really the point of this at all, the blue moon stuff. How you guys doing? I'm doing good. It's Sunday, 6 o'clock, 5.59 p.m. Got a busy day recording four podcasts on Sunday, so I'm pretty busy. Got to watch the Yankee game. Got to do a lot of stuff. Got to do my deep dive. My sister asked me which one I like doing the most because right now I do Yankees. I do the deep dives. I do just started a movie podcast, and I'm going to do a TV one. And I think the deep dive is my favorite. And uh, I think that's pretty because it's self-indulgent of me. It's just me talking about whatever I want to talk about. So, yeah, this is my favorite one. Just sit here, 20 minutes, talk. Uh, I know some of you listen to it, so that's awesome because I'm going to keep doing it because I enjoy it. A little, a little therapeutic for me. I think I said that at the very beginning. Therapeutic. Hot. It's still hot here. I know I've said that like the last five episodes. I can't wait until I can say it's not hot here, but it's still hot here. And I don't like it. And you're like, hey, Jimmy, why are you wearing a sweatshirt? For those just listening on the podcast, I'm wearing a sweatshirt. I like wearing sweatshirts. And I'm forcing the weather to do what I want it to do. But it's not working at all. Not working one bit. Okay. It's my week. My parents are in town. Got to see them. Had to help both my sisters move. No, I didn't help my older sister move. I just got to see her do place. I don't know why I said that. Good week. Nothing's really going on. The Mandela Effect. Named after Nelson Mandela. Now, if you're saying Nelson Mandela, he died a long time ago. He didn't. He died in 2013. But when he died in 2013, a lot of people wrote on their Facebooks, Nelson Mandela just died? Wait, I thought he died back in the 1980s. I could have swore I saw a video where they had his funeral because he died in prison. And then a lot of other people saw that on Facebook Mostly the 50 over crowd, I would guess, because it's Facebook. And they they all commented for days. Like, I swear, I saw it too. No, I really saw it. And then eventually it got to, like, the point where someone said, if we all saw it, it must have happened. This is crazy. This is a parallel universe. Someone came and they changed our timeline and... We were on the timeline where Nelson Mandela died in the 80s in jail, but now we're on a new timeline because that is the only sensible reason why we all collectively remember him dying. But he didn't die. And they called it the Mandela effect. The Mandela effect is when, uh, you know, you swear something was one way when you were a child and now you're, it's something else. And, you know, the only explanation for that is a parallel universe. So that's the Mandela effect. In parentheses, it's false memories. Just false memories. Memories where, you know, 
you swore something happened the way it did, and then it didn't. So your memory is false. A lot of times, if there's a Netflix show called The Keepers, where this priest at a Catholic school in the 70s was just uh, hypnotizing all the high school girls and then raping them, and then he would bring all the other priests in and the cops of town, hypnotize the girls, they'd all get raped. Because they were hypnotized, they didn't remember this happening, and then as they grew up, the memory started coming to them, and there was this big lawsuit in the 90s where they tried to sue, and it got dismissed because they said, you cannot trust false memories. Those are just false memories. You're just remembering wrong. The Keepers, documentary series on Netflix. Real bad look for the Catholic Church, as I just said. Like, real bad look for the Catholic Church. Just another instance where it's like, ooh, those guys. Those guys are fucked up. But that's false memories. That's the first time I remember hearing about false memories being in court case and stuff. But Nelson Mandela effect is also false memories, but it's like crazy people got a hold of it and they just want to think we're in this parallel universe where people came back and... Well, in the in the main instance, people came back and made Nelson Mandela not die. That'd be like a worthy cause, I guess. If you wanted to go back in time and change a timeline, you'd make Nelson Mandela not die. Sure. Plausible. Check out all the other Mandela effects, the most popular ones. And yeah, I'm on BuzzFeed reading these, and I hate that I'm on BuzzFeed. But they have the they have curated a list of the top 20, and I'm gonna go through it with you guys and dispel most of them. First one, Oscar Meyer isn't spelled that way. So closing my eyes right now, looking away from the screen. My baloney has a first name, it's O-S-C-A-R. My baloney has a second name, it's M-E-Y-E-R. Okay, so I said M-E-Y-E-R. And I'm wrong. I am wrong. It's A-R. It's A-Y. Oscar Mayer spelled M-A-Y-E-R. So yeah, I got Mandela effect. I think my reasoning here is that it's just easier to say. M-E-Y-E-R. M-A-Y-E-R. M-E is easier. Um, they got me. Fuck. So yes, one time traveler came back in time and brought Nelson Mandela back to life for the rest of the world. Another time traveler came back in time, changed the spelling of the hot dog company. That's what we're dealing with here. Seems to be the only plausible reason why I sang that song with the rain le wrong letters. Number two, the show, sex the show isn't called Sex in the City. It's called Sex and the City. Now, let me blow this one up for you. The show should be called Sex and the City. Sex and the City makes no fucking sense. The show isn't about sex and the city. Okay, sure. Now that I just said out loud, it does make sense. The show is about sex and it's about the city. But it's also about sex in the city. And sex in the city has just such a better ring to it than sex and the city. So they just named the show wrong and the collective population said, hey... We're not going to say what you guys officially called it because it should be called this. And then everyone in the world, like I've never watched Sex and the City, but I know it because I just hear it. And when the whole world decided we're going to call it Sex in the City, I heard it as Sex in the City. So that's how I remembered it. So I'm two for two on the being Nandela affected. We Are the Champions by Queen ends differently than many will recall. Many of those familiar with the song remember the final lyrics being no time for losers because we are the champions of the world. Guess what? There is no of the world. Guess what? Bullshit. There is too an of the world at the end of that song. What are you talking about? 
The song just ends and it's driving people crazy because they feel 100% sure they've never heard otherwise in the past. Well, I don't know what this is. You're just wrong. Whoever thinks there's no of the world at the end of that song is, we are the champions of the world. Definitely in the song. 100% in the song. It's from Mighty Ducks. The best ending of a movie ever. The team won the championship. They're having a campfire around the camp. They're roasting marshmallows. They're having drinks. They're cheersing. They're singing, we are the champions. And then the crescendo at the end of the movie says, of the world. I'll put it in right now. So most likely the Mighty Ducks movie used a live performance that never made it onto a vinyl or a CD of any sort. So there's no actual thing. But if you didn't see Mighty Ducks when you were a little kid, kill yourself because it's the best trilogy ever. It's the best trilogy ever. So, I mean, if, if, if We Are the Champions comes on in a bar that I'm in from ages 10... Well, I wouldn't be in a bar at 10. If I'm in a public place and We Are the Champions was playing on the radio or someone played it on iTunes, when that song ended, I said, of the world. And every other boy or girl that watched Mighty Ducks 2 in their life, which is probably a lot of kids in the 90s, also did the same thing. Just like just like habit. Like if you don't add of the world to the end of that song, you're the loser. So maybe it was never printed on CD, but it definitely happened in Mighty Ducks, and then everyone did it, so everyone has heard it. It's just a trained response. We are the champions of the world. That's like if you go into a room full of people from the 90s and early 2000s and say, I'm bouncing off the walls again. Guarantee you, I guarantee you, majority of the people go, oh. It's just, you might have done it in your head while you were listening to this or watching this. That's just like a trained response. So, of the world. Debunked. That's stupid of you. People think the Monopoly man, Rich Uncle Pennybags, has a monocle, but he doesn't. Now, they have a picture of him with a monocle on and without a monocle on. And I got to tell you, that motherfucker has a monocle on, and they're wrong. I don't believe that one. Tip of Pikachu's tail. Oh, I wasn't a Pikachu guy. This is the biggest one that people actually talk about all the time. The Berenstain Bears books. It's spelled B-E-R-E-N. Everyone's fine with that. In real life, it ends S-T-A-I-N. In everyone's brain, it ends Stein, like the Jewish name, Bernstein Bears. Like, you know, just a Jewish couple wrote the books, but it's really Stain. Now, I actually did some research into this one, because this is one of the biggest ones, and people have VHSs, where on the top it says Stain, and then on another sticker it says Stein. So it seems even at the time people were messing this up, which makes me think Stain is just such an obscure, weird spelling that you never see. Stein is one of the more common suffixes or ends of last names you'll ever see. So everyone, you know, back in the 90s, it's not like you had spell check on your computer. You just wrote shit down. And then if you were wrong, you either had to go get a dictionary and figure out that you were wrong. Who the fuck would do that? So if everyone's just handwriting stuff or putting it in their memory bank, there's no spell check. You're just going to say Stein. You're just going to write Stein. So that's how that came to be, I guess. But it is Stein. Chick-fil-A is not spelled Chick-fil-A without a K. It's got, 
It's spelled C H I C K. I I don't care about I don't I knew that. Ooh, this one's good. Darth Vader doesn't say Luke. I am your father. That's interesting because that's definitely the quote everyone says. What he actually says is, no, I am your father. Now, I've never seen Star Wars before because I skateboarded and I did real cool shit as a kid. I was just super cool. I just never saw Star Wars. But now I said, Luke, I am your father. And my little brother in 1999, we named him Luke. And people came up to him all the time and said, Luke, I am your father. This has to be a case of if you were to take a line from a movie and just provide it to everyday life. If you walked up to a kid named Luke and said, no, I am your father. That wouldn't make any sense. But instead, you know, his name is Luke. So you're saying, Luke, I am your father. Cause that helps make the connection. Like your name is Luke, just like the character in star Wars. Now I'm saying this makes a lot of sense. You wouldn't just go, no, I'm your father. So I think like collectively people change that quote so it could fit the situation, which in which they're trying to use that quote. That's not that crazy. Debunked. Got it. Nailed that one. Um, People think the Mona Lisa is smiling now, but she used to be emotionless. I read into this one too. And it turns out when you're a kid, you think the Mona Lisa isn't smiling at all and just deadpan. But as an adult, you can register more facial expressions and like the eyes and the mouths and... It's not like happy, sad, nothing. There's gray areas. And as an adult, you read her face more of like a tiny little smile smirk. I think that's true. So everyone go look at the Mona Lisa. Is she smiling? Is she smirking? There's a movie called Mona Lisa Smile. Maybe, you know, that title came out, persuaded everyone's brains. Maybe Mandela Effect and someone came back into this timeline. They parallel universed in and they were like, what should I change? What should I change? Well... They already brought Nelson Mandela back to life. Oh, what else? They already changed the ending of the Queen song. Okay, I'm going to make Mona Lisa a tiny bit more smiley. Maybe that happened. Or maybe you just grow up and you are able to recognize more facial recognition. So that makes sense to me. Kit Kat doesn't have a dash. Okay, oh, that's the next one. Kit Kat never had a dash in the middle. Now they have a picture of it with a dash. I got to tell you, it looks real weird. I don't... Uh, hmm. Jiffy? Jiffy peanut butter doesn't exist. It's only called Jif. That doesn't do anything for me. I think I always knew it was called Jif. That's about all the interesting ones. There's like, you know, there's more like uh, the Queen in Snow White never said mirror, mirror on the wall. She said magic mirror on the wall. I mean, I think it is just people quote it wrong and then it just gets passed on quoted wrong. Like this is just life before the Internet. No one got anything correct. You didn't know anything before the internet. I don't know how people were smart. There's this video I found that I blogged about a while ago. And it was a house from the 70s that had been untouched and unruined since 1977, I think, what I want to say. The furniture was all there. Everything was all there. And they walk around in it. Abandoned house. Still looked exactly the same in the 70s. Really interesting. What I found most fascinating was there was a box on the kitchen table with a grenade in it, okay? And a note that said, don't open, grenade inside. And it was spelled G-U-R-N-A-D-E, grenade. Now, this was in the South, 
So that's probably how he said it phonetically. Grenade. Grenade. That's probably how he said it. Now in 1970, what's that guy going to do? He just wants to let someone know there's a grenade in the box. Grenade. So he just writes, grenade in box. Is he going to go run to the dictionary and be like, did I spell grenade right on this piece of paper? No. That would be pointless. It's a waste of time. People are going to know what he's doing because he's just spelling it out phonetically. Now, was this guy super dumb? Maybe. Was spelling much harder in the 70s? Absolutely. You just have a dictionary on you at all times like we do now. Someone's going to change all your spelling mistakes. Like when you quote Snow White or you say Bernstein Bears or you quote, um, you say Sex in the City. That's a little later. If you change these quotes, you quote Luke, I am your father. Someone's always going to be like, actually, and bring up their phone and YouTube it. See, I told you, no one knew anything back in the day. That's all this is, is back in the day, facts were way less relevant than now because there was no instant way to look it up. There's a comedian who has a joke about this and he's like, yeah, back when I grew up, if Tom Petty song came on the radio and I wanted to know, hey, where's Tom Petty from? The only thing I could possibly do was ask the guy in the car next to me, hey, do you know where Tom Petty's from? And if he didn't know, all we could do was just ask the next person we saw and the next person we saw until someone said an answer and then we just believed that person. Oh yeah, Tom Petty's from Denver. That's how life worked before the internet. Now we have instant, you can Google anything, you can know anything. There's no time for false memories because you should know the fact at the time in 2017. But back in the 90s, when you're a little kid, whatever was said, you just remembered. That's just the way it was. So that's all the Mandela effects. If you go to the Reddit page for Mandela effects, there's people that legit think time travel and stuff like that, which is sad. I don't know if they're just like joking and they think it's funny. I don't know. There's one, they're like the, this Disney intro. Tinkerbell always dotted the eye on Disney with her magic wand. I can't find it. And then someone was like, well, it was just the opening for one of the classic VHSs. They never did it on all of them. So it does exist. It's just not on YouTube. Like, all right. Yeah. So my conclusion is that uh, the Mandela effect, fun to think about, but also just shows how little we actually knew back then before we had smartphones and access to dictionary.com and autocorrect and Google. And you just, you just, you just remembered whatever people said and took it as gospel. Because what else could you do? No, I heard it. That's how it went. That's the end of the deep dive. Let's go into indulges for the week. All right, indulges. I got to think. Now, the last deep dive I did was Wednesday, so it hasn't been that long in between. But I got to say, there's this show on Netflix that I started called American Vandal. If you watch, listen to Serial, the podcast, if you listen to that, if you watch Making a Murder on Netflix or Robert Durst, documentary on HBO, any of these true crime documentaries. This show American Vandal on Netflix is a mockumentary of them. So they're satirizing those things to a T, like the graphics they have driving around town. How long would it take him to get there? And then the documentary makers are like, well, let's run a test trial. And they do it just like serial. There's spots of making a murder. They do exactly. And it's also about high school. This kid gets expelled for drawing <laughs> dicks spray printing dicks all over the faculty staff cars. It's very juvenile. So I thought maybe this show wasn't going to be that funny. It wasn't going to be that well made. 
It's just going to be stupid, silly, dumb, really dumb humor. And I got to sit here and tell you, I'm four episodes deep. It may be stupid, dumb humor. Maybe. I've been giggling like Tickle Me Elmo for four episodes. My girlfriend, I'm like, you got to watch this, Katie. You got to watch this. It just cracks me up. They're satirizing high school hierarchy and the cool kids and they're not cool kids and lying and off days like there's this teacher who tries to be the cool teacher and in one episode they're like yeah he tries to be really cool one time he even put up a twitter poll asking when he thought amanda and bobby were one time he even put up a twitter poll asking everyone how long they thought until amanda and bobby would break up (laughs) got me real good a teacher doing that can't do that pretty funny um so American Vandal. I haven't finished it. It's also like a whodunit because you want to know who did the actual crime. So American Vandal, a show on Netflix, really quick episodes. I really like that. Outlander started again. I don't know if anyone watches Outlander, but me and my girlfriend Katie really like it. And I'm going to make her do a little review video podcast with me. So look out for that if you watch Outlander. I just saw the movie Mother in theaters with Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bourdain. I don't know if I said his name right. Terrible, awful, worst move ever heard. I have a full podcast with some buddies on that out. We're going to do every week, new movie review. Mother, we just did it. It's called Six Pack Cinema. So I might post on YouTube. I might, might post on YouTube. It's on SoundCloud right now. Going to get it on iTunes soon. And if you have any movie you're really excited, you can let us know. If you have any weird phenomenon, effect, anything you want me to Google and do a deep dev on, let me know. For music, indulges music this week, Post Malone put out a new song. And everyone, the whole internet was buzzing about Post Malone. So I I did, I literally did like a full day deep dive on Post Malone where I, I watched like 20 minute interviews. I listened to all his songs. Here's the thing. I don't really like all his music. It's that new age rap. It's uh, that, like you guys will probably know that Congratulations song, this one. Now they always say congratulations. Worked so hard, forgot how to vacation. So when I heard that, I was like, oh, I know this song, but I don't really like it. I don't like that style of music. But he's a real, in- real, in- interesting, intriguing dude. He's got grills. He's got braids. He's a white kid. But he's like, in his interviews, he's the most soft-spoken, nice kid. Guitar virtuoso. Cool. Really interesting. I don't really like his music, but here's a song that I've been listening to. It's a slower song. He doesn't have a big vernacular or word or word count on him. Like all his songs, they say he doesn't have... A lot of, it's laconic, I think is the the term. Yes, so laconic. They say he's got laconic songwriting, which means he uses not a lot of words. But that can be good. You can get your point across in layman's terms, basically. But this is like a slow, ballady song that sounds kind of pretty. But it's about, like, he uses, like, more rap slang. Like, at one point he says, "I I need to find someone to buy drugs from. All the plugs moved west and went Mormon. So, I don't know. The juxtaposition between the vocabulary he's using and the style of song he's making kind of make it really interesting. I really like the song, actually. It's about, you know, this addict who's spending all his time alone. But he's, like, got money and he's got cars and clothes, but he's not cool. And he's kind of making fun of him, like, oh, you don't you don't need a friend. You're the fucking man. Um, so, I'll put that at the end of the end of the episode. I like that. I think that's all. Deep dive. I think that's the fastest I've ever talked for a deep dive. Gotta be this blue moon that I don't really like anymore, but I still kind of like, but I used to like them a lot more.
deep dive officially over. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your week. See you next time. Try your hardest. Do your best. But our strategy, to be honest, is try your hardest. Do your best. Try your hardest. Do your best. Try your hardest. Do your best. Try your hardest. As you can, you don't need a friend.